Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. 10 questions to ask your pregnant higher self today. But first, some chit chat from the Sedona headquarters (laughs) here. Indie Birth headquarters, my tiny little office, which I love so much. And it's such a beautiful rainy day in the desert today. So believe it or not, that weather inspires me to get things done. Maybe for other people it's sun, but it's always sunny here. So on the rare rainy day, it feels good to get to work. So a quote, a couple quotes this morning, but the first to start us off, and actually both of them come from the same person, Danielle Laporte, who I love to follow and really admire from afar. Don't know her personally, but her work has inspired me and lots of things we produce uh, for years. So not related to the podcast per se, but hey, just if you need a boost and you haven't heard this or followed her or had these thoughts yourself, here you go. Posted this yesterday on our social network came from an email uh, from Danielle Laporte's email list, which I'm on, which anyone can be on, of course, what we can and can't control. So here's what she says. What you can't control, the weather, mean people, how people interpret history, how people interpret you, what people think about anything and everything, what people say to you, what people say to anyone else who or what anyone loves, how anyone feels about anything. What you can control, how you feel, the thoughts you think, what you do about what you feel and think. So not a new concept to most people, but it's great to just have it put into words by different people. And the world, I think, is beckoning us right now to make peace with what we can't control. And that's really hard. It's really hard for me. I won't lie. Uh, Control is a thing. And sometimes we don't even mean to or think we're trying to control. But just by wanting people to do what we do or think what we think, we are trying to control. And as she so eloquently says, we just can't. We can't control what people think. We can't control what they do. We can't control what they say, whether it's about us or the state of the world. So I keep coming back to this, especially as the virus mass hysteria continues. And hopefully one day when you're listening to this podcast, that feels totally dated. And maybe there's a time when someone says, what is she even talking about? That would be lovely. But at the moment, uh, everyone listening currently will know what I'm talking about. 
And yeah, I guess I'm just including more about that today because it is on my mind. Um, It is a source of inspiration, honestly, on one hand, as crazy as that may sound, just this kind of stuff, the deeper meaning and what our own role is in this, you know, are we going to blame, even if it's because someone is doing something that looks so incredibly stupid to us? Uh, You know, are we allowed to have those thoughts? What do we do with those thoughts? And then again, what do we actually control? So in my humble opinion, and I'm guessing someone like uh, Miss Danielle Laporte might agree, we do control how we feel. And that could and does potentially have huge influence on the world. So saying it for me as much as anyone, it's so tempting to get frustrated and get angry. And, you know, specifically along the lines of mandatory mask wearing, um, I've realized, you know, it's not about the thing. It's not about the mask. No more than birth is about the hospital. These are all just covers for what people are working with inside. And I really felt better yesterday about all of this not externally. I think externally, a lot of us are super bothered. And I don't know what side of the fence you fall on. And honestly, I don't care. uh, Because you might be bothered by people wearing masks, you might be bothered by people not wearing masks, not really sure. And it doesn't matter. So that was my realization yesterday. Um, It's like acting. Like I said, Uh, that hospital birth is the problem. It's so not the problem. What's the problem is that people internally haven't sorted themselves out, meaning that when you're living from a place of fear, you're not actually able to access your own truth, and therefore you're not actually able, and maybe one doesn't want to, take responsibility for their own life. So this is what something like a mask, a piece of cloth, a thing Um, a disposable nothing has done to our world. It has made some of us realize that the world was already this way. So it took me a lot of words to get to. That was my realization yesterday. Uh, It's not about what I see on the outside, even though that's triggering. And it can be really hard to not react as I've shared and to be angry and all the things and our rights are being taken away and blah, blah, blah. And while all that may be true, it also may not be true, right? You always have to ask yourself, is this 100% accurate? Do I know for sure that this is the truth? I don't think anybody could say that right now. So could we admit we don't know the truth as it stands outside of ourselves, yet we could potentially access the truth as it really does stand inside of us. So we can't control the world. And what we see with our eyes right now is simply illuminating where people were already at. Now, that could be judgmental, or it could just be factual, depending on how you feel. And I guess, you know, what your own role is in this entire thing, because none of us have been absolved of a role. We're here now for a reason. So that's what I was thinking yesterday is nothing's different. Yeah, externally, it might look that way. But internally, as a society, as a culture, nothing is different. It's simply more obvious now 
who's working with what, who's coming from what. And the external doesn't really give us completely all of that information. So uh, to leave the mask topic for now, I'd say, again, you do what you do. Everyone should do what feels right to them. And that's my hope, I guess, is that people could more truthfully access that what's right for them versus this idea that the authority comes from the outside. So if it's not about a mask, what is it really about? And that's exactly what I think it's about. Some of us, and you might be like me, we actually have a desire to have our own inner authority. Like we want that, even though it comes with responsibility. And we want to be able to follow our inner authority. So that's way different than a mass amount of people right now looking to someone else to tell them how to act. And again, I'm only, well, I'm bringing it up because A, it's just kind of life events right now. But it really does relate to birth. So again, hospital birth, the fact that 99% of women, at least here in the US, and in many parts of the world, do look to an external authority. They don't know or care or realize that they can also find that within themselves. So we don't know why they're not, but they're not. They're not needing that. They're not needing to listen to that. They're okay with listening to what's on the outside. So this is exactly the same thing. It's like hospital birth on a mass scale. Uh, It's just a lack of following what's inside is my guess. But nothing we can do about anyone else. So back to the idea of what we can and can't control and going from there. A brief pregnancy update. And I might decide to do uh, like second trimester mid-pregnancy podcast. This pregnancy, as you may know, if you're really into following all of our stuff, maybe you're a student, maybe you're a doula with our programs. Um, I've been really quiet this pregnancy, you know, just personally. And I think I've said that and I probably don't need to say more because I'm being quiet for a reason, but I'm not being quiet for any specific reason of, you know, not wanting to share or, you know, something feeling weird or I don't know what. Um, It's just been a hugely internal process. And I don't think it's separate from the world. I think I got pregnant at this time for a very good reason. Um, I know this soul really wants to be here during this time. And so it feels really normal and natural. And physically, I just can't complain. I don't feel like I have a lot to even talk about thus far. Um, I still have quite some time to go, 24 weeks today. But, you know, feeling great, um, eating well, sleeping well, baby moving well, all the normal things. And yeah, just having other experiences, more spiritual experiences and inner growth experiences and realizing new things about myself and what I want in the world and, you know, what I want in this pregnancy, what I want in this birth. Um, That's definitely almost secondary at the moment to just the bigger picture. So I'm sure I will talk more and especially as the birth draws closer I'm sure that will become the chief focus. But really, uh, it's just so happy and 
lucky and grateful to have this baby in my body doing all of its things and feeling connected in a deep, deep way to whoever this soul is without a whole lot of need for thought about it or analyzation, um, which isn't entirely new to me over the last bunch of pregnancy journeys. I mean, I really don't do anything, not to say I wouldn't if I felt I needed to, but I just haven't. So I don't do many clinical things um, on myself. You know, occasionally a student will be nice enough to palpate and that's great for them, but I don't need any of those things. And I feel like definitely the more pregnancies I've had, the less open I am to anyone really participating in um, any kind of way, you know, not to say friends aren't nice and, and that kind of thing, but just random you know, like there was a lady at the park yesterday, a really old lady and seemed super sweet and cute. And she stopped her car as I was putting my kids in the car. And she said, oh, wow, what do you have a month left? (sighs) No, try four. But that's just how it looks on me. And so, um, you know, I didn't get annoyed with her, but I really wasn't like super open and wanting to discuss with her because I just don't care to like, I don't need that And I don't really care what anyone thinks or doesn't think. And the comments, you know, although they're not meant to be anything but kind most of the time, I'm just kind of over them. Um, I don't, I just don't need any comments. I don't need them. So uh, truthfully, I don't get very many anymore, probably because um, energetically I feel that way. But uh, on the positive, I feel like I have everything I need. I'm not... Um, you know, I'm not looking, I don't need validation in that way. So all's to say that uh, me being quiet about this pregnancy podcast wise has just been because it's all happening, you know, and honestly, in a lot of ways, um, I think that's a great desire to hold for many women, if that feels right, just that our bodies are going about their business. It is a natural process. Uh, There are other things that are interesting to discuss. But truly, through a lot of my other pregnancies, I've had the opportunity to do that. Uh, There's podcasts on fear and pregnancy and meditation and all kinds of alternative therapies. So I really have covered the bases. If you are new to this podcast series, and you're like, why doesn't this lady talk about pregnancy for heaven's sake? I have many, many hours. And this one's just different. Um, Yeah, just in it and feeling great and feeling really lucky and happy and healthy. So not too much more to report. Okay, so almost 15 minutes in here. Sorry about that. Some people like the blab, some people don't. You can always forward, as you know, 10 questions to ask your higher pregnant self. And I say this is my version, not because I know of another version about pregnancy, uh, but because Danielle Laporte's kind of the theme today. This was a subject of one of her emails many months ago. So just giving credit where credit is due. To be honest, I didn't even listen. I think it was a podcast she was referring to, um, and she called hers 12 questions to ask your higher self. But I really liked that idea, and I kind of saved it in my inbox, as I tend to do, hence hundreds of emails, um, because I thought that might be a source of inspiration for me at some point. But I don't actually know what she talked about on hers, so I'm not really using any of her material other than sort of kind of the question. 
So 10 questions to ask your higher pregnant self. And truthfully, do you have to be pregnant? Nope, probably not. Another thing I realized when just trying to sit with this subject and quietly see what comes in, sort of like channeling in a sense rather than intellectual thought and note-taking, um, accessing your higher consciousness is such a new age kind of thing, yet it's really grounded at the same time to me. And you might change the wording because a higher consciousness, a higher self might be an external source for you. That's fine. Uh, it's not for me, but, you know, same concept, really. So when you're accessing your higher consciousness, I actually don't think I have questions. So <laughs> once I started thinking about this, I'm like, hmm, is this what I mean? Uh, but it is just clarifying that if you're really like in the flow of feeling connected, whatever that is for you, meditation or just who knows, out in your happy place on the land, maybe in the water, maybe it's with your kids, whatever. Um, that, yeah, questions can feel like doubt in a sense. And true accessing your higher power, your higher consciousness, to me, is more a feeling of what is rather than searching for any kind of answer. So it's a slightly, you know, that's a slightly different perspective, but I wanted to say that before I got into it, because if you're really feeling perfectly aligned, you just are feeling that way and you're not really having questions. So I guess having questions for your higher self is also cool, but for me would be less in a state of actual connection and that's fine. You know, we're not always 100% super connected. Um, we might have questions and knowing and trusting that we can access this higher intelligence is super valuable. And that is the way many people kind of get their next step or get guidance, right? And prayer can also be following um, falling under this category. So again, you kind of can work with how this might make sense to you. But for me, asking these questions, uh, the questions I thought of, are questions I would check in with myself, and also questions that I've been thinking more about as I work with lots of pregnant women, and finding ways to have questions like these posed to them, for them to ask themselves. It's not about giving me an answer. So why is this helpful? Why is it helpful to ask your higher self anything? Well, even my whole ramble on the state of the world should give you a clue as to where I'm coming from. Most people are asking someone outside of themselves. You know, we ask Google. We ask Google before we ask ourselves. And hey, I've done it too. But is that really a state of higher consciousness? Hmm, probably not. I don't think Google uh, ranks under higher consciousness. So we would perhaps want to access this place when we want to feel connected. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're feeling really fearful. Maybe there is something that's presented in an, in our pregnancy that has made us scared and we're resisting the Google, you know, we're resisting asking 20 other people what they think. Where can we go first? Ourselves. And how can we access that information? 
sometimes it's not even a big drama. You know, it's not something hugely fearful. It's just you can't get your mind under control. And, you know, it's your choice if you want to spend your time like that. Um, I've found it, well, I guess both ways. Like I found myself definitely in the mind trap um, during pregnancy too, you know, for all the reasons, especially during all the crazy world events. Um, But I had the experience with myself to know that getting, getting back to my truth is where my inner peace is. It's where my calm is. It's where what's right for me lives. So after some time, if these are new concepts to you, uh, the goal, if there is one, would be that you just find solace there. Like there's no other reason to access your higher consciousness than you get something from it and it feels good and you trust it and that's where you go when you need something. So here are my questions and I might elaborate a little on them, but if you want to write them down, that would be a great thing perhaps to journal about when you're done listening to this podcast, or as I'm talking, you can kind of think through or jot some notes down for yourself. But again, these are for you. These aren't questions that really you need to answer to anyone else. No one else should really care other than you. Okay, so the number one question, what do I really want? It's a big question. Big, big question. And as my mentor, uh, Donna Maria, would say, most people have no idea what they want. And I think she's right. Birth or not birth, people have no idea. So that's a very challenging question for some. And, you know, where to get that answer would be a whole separate podcast other than kind of what we're talking about, you know, sitting quietly or doing whatever you do to feel connected and peaceful and asking yourself this question, honestly, like whether you're pregnant or not, what do you really want and how do you want that to feel? What is the truth about what I believe? It's another tough question. And, you know, maybe I should have warned you that these weren't like quick checkoff sorts of questions. These were deeper introspective questions for when the time is right. So what is the truth about what I believe? There's a lot there. And again, you might be going down this path because you're feeling fear. And so we could use that as an example. Um, You could say, you know, I believe birth is natural. However, that's not what your body believes for whatever reason. Uh, That might not even be what your cellular memory believes. You might have a whole history of your own and of your mom's and of your grandma's or who knows what, where birth isn't normal. I mean, it really hasn't been. So I think there's definitely this tendency amongst humans, women, whatever, to sort of sugarcoat things in hindsight. And that's something I've noticed a lot lately in working with women and hearing their stories and hearing, um, again, like their ancestral memory stories is that uh, at times, and it's not everyone, of course, but as a general theme, 
we tend to tell the great parts of a story, which isn't a bad quality. Like maybe that's better than focusing on how terrible, you know, a birth story could be. But um, I guess it's encouraging people to check in with what is coming out of their mouth as far as beliefs and what is actually happening inside their body uh, on an unconscious scale. So you could say you believe birth is normal, but if that's not been your experience, then there's usually some work to be done. Just saying what we believe in words doesn't change the truth. And the truth is often a felt sensation or a held energetic memory. So again, it's just a call to be honest with yourself about where there's some conflict there. Next question. How does it feel to be in my body? In your body? Like feeling things, even when the things aren't always pleasant or nice or positive. Fear comes up again. So how does it feel to be in your body, even when you're feeling fear? You know, can you identify where that is? What the sensations are? How would you describe it? It's all about identifying with this vehicle you're in. You know, we're not our bodies, we're not only bodies, <laughs> we're not only this physical form, but yet we kind of have to find a way to connect with that too, especially in pregnancy. I mean, if I had, you know, a dollar for first births in particular over the years, so over lots and lots of years at this point, um, where it was the first time it appeared as if this woman was in her body, I'd have a lot of money. And so that's not a judgment thing. And I could have done better for many years and still could um, as a midwife, encouraging people to make these connections before they birth. Because birth is one of the ultimate physical experiences. And as much as I believe it is spiritual, it's emotional, um, to only talk about it like that when someone is disconnected from their physical form uh, is probably not helpful. And then you get a lot of the jaded responses, right, of like, oh my God, that was terrible. I felt like I was going to die and all anybody wanted to talk about was orgasmic birth. Well, right. So we're made up of many parts and addressing all of them is super helpful. So what does it feel like to be in your body in pregnancy? If that's hard for you to identify, to connect with, to feel, then it's something to work on because you definitely will be feeling things. And I think there's a benefit to feeling things. Um, I don't think, you know, feeling things in labor is bad, but the better we are at feeling, then the better we may be at deciding what we want those feelings to be. Question four, what would it feel like to be completely connected to my body? And you could add my baby. So just pose the question. You know, when you pose a question to your higher consciousness, and this is, you know, general thought, not my wisdom, um, you're putting it out there. So it doesn't mean you have the answer or that the answer comes right back to you. It means you're posing the question because you want to be shown or find the answer yourself. So maybe you have no idea 
what it would feel like to be completely connected to your body and your baby. But you're asking. You're asking for what that feels like, for life experiences that would show you what that is. Who do I want to be as I'm birthing this baby? It's a cool question, isn't it? I kind of liked that one. But honestly, I mean, I was thinking about it for me. So I felt like these were pretty genuine. They weren't just coming out of my mind. You know, there's a lot of thought we can put into birth. There's a lot of preparation and that goes all ways, right? Educational, intellectual, spiritual. But who do we actually want to be as we're birthing? think that's a cool thing to think about kind of like if you were watching yourself you know because I get that honor of watching people and I'm always amazed at just how powerful women are but that doesn't always match up right with what they're feeling inside so someone can look like birth is easy but it's not and they're really struggling Um, but in my own birth who do I want to be? Like, not just how do I want it to look, but how do I want it to feel? Next question. Who do I want to be as a mother to this baby? And even if you've had babies before, as myself, um, yeah, still a great question. Like, who do I want to be as a mother to this one? Not the last one, not the first one. But this one, and what does that feel like? And who does that person look like? And what's important? And how do I want to feel different maybe than I have other times? Or, you know, it all comes back to setting intentions as well. So you're connecting to this higher self with the intention of receiving your own truth back to you. All right. I don't remember what number this is, but am I willing to take full responsibility for how I feel? That was the quote we started with this morning, right? That we can't control anybody else, but we can control how we feel and how we respond. But do we want that responsibility? You know, it's another really honest moment with yourself in assessing your own commitment level to responsibility, Because the obvious is then we have to take responsibility for when we feel shameful, when we feel angry, when we feel not enough. We have to not guilt ourselves, right? Because that would only be piling on the layers. But being able to look at how we're feeling truthfully and saying, if I'm feeling shamed, that's nothing anyone else could do to me. I am responsible for how I'm feeling. And let me look at why I'm feeling ashamed. You know, no one can make you feel away, even though that's like one of the most unpopular things to say, especially in, you know, feminist culture nowadays. Everybody blames everybody for how they feel. And birth is, wow, just a cesspool of that kind of thing. You know, blame and shame uh, and allowing people to tell you how you feel. I mean, if you think about it, it's really ridiculous. And even if that's an opinion of mine, certainly you're not taking responsibility if your feelings are a result 
of what someone else said or did to you, right? So it's a really humbling place to realize how many times in your life, if you're like me, how many millions of times you've probably done that. Um, And so this is the positive version. Are you willing to take the full responsibility for how you feel? The next time you get really angry, are you willing to say, hey, this is my thing? Uh, It doesn't mean, you know, someone was nasty to you. It doesn't mean you have to like hang out with them or, or say they don't have a part in it. But are you willing to say, hey, this is my thing? Or, you know, my last birth was not what I wanted. Am I really willing to look at that and say, I own it. Whatever it was, I own it. And I'll blame myself, but I do own that. That's a huge connection to make and really takes us out of victim consciousness, which, you know, isn't maybe a level of consciousness at all, but super common place to be. All right. um, Question eight, I believe. Am I willing to look at the unconscious patterns in my life that go against what I say I want? Yeah, and really you could stop at, am I willing to look at the unconscious patterns in my life? But, you know, that's tricky. Sometimes the whole deal with unconscious patterns or unconscious anything is that we don't see them. They're not in our conscious awareness. So... um, you know, that can be where it's great to get support and have someone hear your story and, and just see, see what there is to see there. Uh, because many people, especially in birth and pregnancy, they say they want the thing, right? They say they want the home birth, but sort of like the other question, the unconscious patterning is that they don't really want that. And so, you know, again, it's not that there is a right or a wrong, wanting it or not wanting it. It's the um, disalignment of those two things. And, you know, I mean, I definitely understand all of these things because I work through them too. But I have to say years ago, when I was a newer midwife, I definitely saw more of that and probably had to do with my own patterning, you know, attracting people that would say that. So they'd say they wanted the home birth. um, And really, they felt safer in the hospital. So maybe if I had been better at helping them look or, you know, who knows, uh, maybe there would have been some resolution there that resulted in home birth. But it's a common thing to say you want one thing, but unconsciously call in another. All right, question nine. This is kind of a two-part. Am I listening to what I want and need this pregnancy? So the beauty of connecting to your higher consciousness, if you're in an actual like space where you can do that, is these answers should just come out. So it's not something you like think really hard about and ask your brain, am I listening? No, it's just am I? Am I listening? And you'll know immediately when you get good or better at asking yourself these questions that more of a stream of consciousness is where your truth lies. And I think a lot of women, if they were being really honest with themselves, would say, no, I'm not listening to what I want and need. 
I'm listening to what my husband wants and needs. <laughs> I'm listening to what my midwife wants and needs. I'm listening to what the culture wants and needs. I'm listening to my parents, I'm li- et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So these are simple questions, but if you are able to feel the depth of some of them, they may be illuminating, they may not. Um, same question, but sort of a tag on here. Am I calling in the support I desire and do I believe I deserve the best? So compromise, huge topic in birth. I have a whole podcast somewhere way back when about compromise because I've been there. I've done, <clears throat> done that personally and I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn that I deserve absolutely it is what I want and it's like the external world that tells us that's selfish or self-centered at the deepest level if all we can control is ourselves then we're also the only ones that can truly take care of ourselves and it's not selfish that's a ploy to make people victims so if you really want to accept responsibility it's accepting responsibility for really how awesome you are Every single one of you out there, and this is nothing to do with surface stuff or ego or, you know, where you work or where you don't work or anything like that. It's inherent worth as a human being, not to mention inherent worth as a pregnant woman. So do you believe you deserve the best? And that is often a sticking point for many people, even who on the outside seem like they have it all together. Uh, Many of us, and, you know, I'm totally there with all the rest of us. Um, women in particular do struggle with their own self-worth and that comes out in a lot of different ways but birth is huge and how many times in your own experience have you given something away you know and why is that Um, check in you know is it because you thought you weren't worth it you didn't deserve it you have enough you shouldn't ask for anything more it's ongoing last question Do I believe that my pregnancy and birth experience can be a conscious creation? Do you believe that's possible? And if you don't, that's not a wrong answer, but there might be more depth to explore. But do you believe that it's possible? And that does really tie in with the self-worth thing, I think. So those are my 10 questions to ask your higher pregnant self. And I think I was going to end with another Danielle Laporte quote, because why not? Um, There were a couple that lined up for today, so just pack them all in. Uh, So this was also from her mailing list. So here it goes. Do you feel free? Because freedom was and is the whole cosmic point. Countless mystics concur that the reason for spiritual endeavoring is liberation and only liberation. Liberation from fear, restrictive ideologies, illusion, suffering. All of which is liberation from the anxiety of not being one's true self. So on that note... Contacting your higher self, your true self, is always the goal. 
has always been the goal, whether this is birth or life or pregnancy or not pregnancy. I do believe that is the only truth that rings true for me. So may you find your own, may you live your own and change the world that way. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day and I'll be back soon.